For weeks now, Israel has been strengthening defenses around its secretive nuclear reactor in the Negev in the south of the country. Then yesterday, a Syrian surface-to-air missile was launched in the north and went astray. A surface-to-air missile used for targeting fighter aircraft, and the missile launched by Syria overshot its target and kept on going. That prompted a response from Israel after its Patriot missile shield failed to take down the large sand. The British news agency Reuters has reported that Israel is beefing up its security around its reactor and its port city of Alat, both in the south. They're anticipating long-range missile or drone attacks by Iranian-backed forces, No love lost between Syria and Israel. Syria is propped up by weapons that keep flowing across the border from Iran. Trouble never seems to go away in the Middle East, but the Lord is still in charge there and everywhere. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series this week called Getting the Gospel Right. There's a running joke that theology and math don't go together. Everyone knows that one plus one plus one is three, but not necessarily in Christian theology. We believe, for example, in the Trinity. One plus one plus one equals one. Or think of Jesus himself. He is both God and man. Two natures, but just one person. Theology brings us into contact with the great mysteries of life and faith. And in our final program in our series, Getting the Gospel Right, we add another mysterious equation to the list. Are you ready for it? Jesus plus anything gets you nothing. Yesterday, we looked at the concept of faith. Today, we're looking at an equally misunderstood concept, works. The relationship between the two has been debated by good Christian folk for two millennium now. But we can only understand the relationship between faith and works when we understand the full gospel first. And that's what we'll be looking at in just a moment as we return to Ephesians 2, 8-10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And we'll also hear more about the gospel from filmmaker Brandon Kimber in his movie American Gospel. Christ alone. I remember years ago, I was asked to address a group, a large group, but they told me that they were mainly Christians. And they said, well, what are you going to preach on? And I said, well, I thought about preaching on the gospel. And they said, but we just told you that these, most of these people, we know them as very devout and sincere Christians. And I said, well, first of all, I appreciate that, but I can never assume that everyone there is truly Christian or has come to a biblical understanding of the gospel. That's number one. Number two, the gospel is not just for lost people. The gospel is for Christians. That's the voice of Pastor Paul Washer, and I can't agree with him more. Christians need the gospel just as much as the lost need to hear it. We'll hear more from the American Gospel documentary in a bit, And after the program, I want to send you a copy of this powerful film that exposes the false moralistic and prosperity gospels that have crept into the church all over the world. 
It's so important to understand these false teachings. But what I like most about this documentary is that it always points us to the true gospel that you're only going to find in the Bible. Get a copy for yourself for your gift of any amount. Or make a suggested gift and ask for the five-pack so you can share this important movie with people you love who need to know the gospel. After the program, just call us at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us at haventoday.org. That's where you can watch a preview of the documentary and make your gift there. Our website, once again, is haventoday.org. And now let's get the program started as we open with the news, boys. In this time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe Let our faith be 
Today, in our final program, Getting the Gospel Right, I'm Charles Morris. We opened with the Newsboys, and we believe. Yesterday, we looked at the concept of faith. And now today, we're looking at an equally misunderstood concept, works. The relationship between the two, as old as time. For 20 centuries, Christians in particular have debated how faith and works go together, if at all. When we get the gospel right, it turns out that we end up getting this relationship right as well. Faith and works are friends, but maybe not in the way we realize. I think the person and work of Christ is the most attractive thing that we can present to people. That message is the power of God unto salvation. And every time we add things like health or wealth, or we we cover up that message with something that we think is more attractive, those people who we are calling to faith are not coming because of a love for Christ. They're, they're being attracted by something else that you're holding up. And I think that's tragic. And it's resulting in a false conversions. People who, you know, grew up in a church and, and think they're Christians, but they may stand before the Lord as uh, in, in Matthew seven twenty one and and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these things. And he says, I never knew you. And that's, that's one of the most terrifying verses in, in scripture that there can be people that are deceived like that. And notice they, they point to what they did in their life, in their ministry. They prophesied, raised the dead, did miracles, casted out demons. And that's not the gospel. Again, it's not about what you do. It's about trusting in what Christ has done. That's Brandon Kimber the person behind the American Gospel DVD. On the last day, the final day, the day, as the Bible puts it, the difference between those who enter into glory and those who don't is what they point to. Will you point to your own works or will you point to Christ? It's not a matter of being nitpicky with Scripture. It's a matter of life and death. And that's why it's so important to get the Gospel right. Here's how a couple of friends of mine, Dr. Julius Kim and Dr. Michael Horton, explain the importance of knowing the gospel and seeing how the scriptures all point to Jesus. Preaching the gospel all the time, every week, means that from Genesis to Revelation, you realize the whole Bible is one unfolding story of God's love and saving grace and mercy towards sinners in Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 5 that the whole Bible is about him. And Luke records for us that Jesus taught them all the things concerning himself from the Law, the Prophets, and the Writings, which were the threefold way of describing the whole Hebrew Bible of the Old Testament. Now, either he was a megalomaniac or he is who he said he was. And the whole Bible is about Jesus. 
Well, I don't know about you, but if I'm a follower of Jesus, I want to follow Jesus' understanding of the Old Testament. Therefore, if we explain any text in isolation from him, we fail to say the very thing that he said it's about. He said it's about him. If you're preaching about Daniel and it's dare to be a Daniel, it's not about Jesus. If you're preaching the book of Revelation and it's about Israel and Russia, then it's not about Jesus. Though Jesus isn't the content of the whole Bible, he's the center of it all. In other words, not every story, every little thing is about Jesus or can be an analogy for him, and yet it all points towards him and his work. He's the pinnacle. So the message of the Bible is that God will save his people. The last voice you just heard was Dr. Mark Dever. He's a pastor in Washington, D.C. at a Baptist church. The message of the Bible is that God will save his people. What a reminder in the American Gospel Christ Alone documentary. Far too often, we are tempted to add something to what Jesus has done for us. You may trust him, but maybe sometimes you think that your tithing at church is also contributing to your stance before God. Well, that is Jesus plus something. Or maybe you've put your faith in the Lord, but you also might be inclined to think that your kindness to others merits your salvation too. That's also Jesus plus something. And Jesus plus anything leads you to nothing. In other words, your works do not contribute or add to your salvation in the least. Is that really biblical to say what I just said? There are two passages that come to my mind that show just how much emphasis is put on faith. Here's what Paul says. First in Romans 14, 23, everything that does not come from faith is sin. And here's another, the preacher in Hebrews eleven six. apart from faith, it is impossible to please God. This is so crucial to get. Faith takes the priority. It comes before our works. And without faith, all our works remain dark and wicked. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 that whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we must do it all for the glory of God. But you see that that's just not possible unless the Holy Spirit's grace has intervened in your life. We have to rest in that grace first, and only then will good works follow. And then we can give God the glory that only He deserves. And that means that salvation is completely gracious. We are saved, and then we are enabled to do good works. We're born again, and then we desire to please God. We are made right with the Father, and that fills us with gratitude. There may not be a better passage to summarize this than what I quoted a moment ago, Ephesians 2, 8-10. through 10. Remember, we need to not forget this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Works shows up in three ways in these brief verses. Understanding their purpose can make a world of difference for us in our Christian walk. The first way that works shows up is negative. Paul could not be more clear. You have been saved, how? By grace, through faith. Not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. 
And then, just to make extra sure we haven't misunderstood him, he says, not by works. Every Christian who has ever lived is saved only by grace through faith in Christ alone, and not by works. Think with me about this for just another moment. Salvation is a gift, and that means you haven't earned it. But it's more important than that. You and I have actually earned something else. We not only don't deserve salvation, we actually deserve death. Like the prodigal son squandering everything, living in that pig pen, completely in debt. But he was given a costly robe, the family ring, and a royal feast was laid out. He deserved shame and death, but he was given a life of love and joy. Completely a gift from beginning to end. That's what you and I have received, if indeed your faith is in Jesus alone. Adding anything to that cheapens the gift. Imagine if the prodigal son tried to pay back his father for the feast by bringing pig food to the table. How much would that have cheapened the grace of the father? That's how it is with us. We are saved by grace and not by works. But works aren't just seen negatively. Paul goes on to say we are God's workmanship. As it turns out, works do matter in our salvation. God's works. Paul isn't talking about when God created us in our mother's womb. God's workmanship here is that we are created in Christ Jesus. We're made anew. We're born again. We're justified in God's salvation. Made holy before him. And that's what it means to be created in Christ a new creation. And Paul says that all of that is God's doing, God's workmanship. Like a master craftsman, it is the Lord of heaven and earth who intervened to save us from our sin. As you look at your life, and I hope you do and are right now, think of how many debacles the Lord has saved you from. How many times have you chosen sin and your gracious Father has rescued you from it? Many of us were saved at a young age and have walked with Jesus for a lifetime. Think of all the sinful patterns you have been spared. It's all a gift from him. You have not saved yourself in any way. You are God's workmanship, created anew in Jesus. But there's a third way that works appears in this passage. Your works do matter. Not to be saved, But as the result of your salvation, Paul says you have been created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There are many who have heard a truncated version of the gospel that either downplays our sinfulness or even God's holiness. It can be easy to hear that our sins are forgiven and think, I can do whatever I want now. But scripture tells us, Our salvation has a result. God has created us anew to do good works. Think of it this way. If God's grace is a tree, our works are the fruits growing from that tree. And even the fruits are the result of God's grace. Do you see how ludicrous it is to think that our works contribute to our salvation? That's no different than confusing a tree's fruits with its roots. It cheapens God's grace towards sinners like me and like you. But once we have received that grace by faith in Christ, then our lives are to be filled with good works. Our lives are living testimonies that Jesus saves sinners. So why not today? 
pray that the Lord God would help you to see the beauty of his grace toward you and ask him to give you the faith that not only saves you, but that leads forth to a life of works that please our Heavenly Father. It's true. Jesus plus anything else gets you nothing. But praise God, Christ alone gets you everything and more. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest droughts and They're from a compilation album with a number of artists in Christ alone here on Haven Today and Getting the Gospel Right. I'm Charles Morris. It's so important that we understand what the Bible really has to say about the gospel. Is it Christ plus my extra faith or my extra works that saves me? Is it Christ plus health and wealth that'll make me truly happy in this life? Well, if you're asking yourself similar questions, or you know someone who doesn't quite understand the gospel as defined in the Bible, then you need to watch and share with others the documentary we just heard excerpts from called American Gospel, Christ Alone. 
This movie takes a hard look at American moralistic Christianity and the Word of Faith movement. Both are exports from North America, something I don't relish in saying, but it's true. But more than that, this documentary conveys the true, life-transforming gospel of salvation through grace by faith in Christ alone. The DVD that we have is a great tool that you can use to share the gospel with those you love. And to help you do that, we have a five-pack of these DVDs that you can easily give away for a minimum gift to the ministry. Or if you just make a gift of any amount to Haven Today, we'll send you a single copy of the DVD, American Gospel, Christ Alone. Just call us right now as the weekend is beginning, and we'll get it out to you right away. And the number to call is 800-654-2836. That number once again is 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the preview we've posted on our website, and you can make your gift and order the DVD or the five-pack there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just as we go, don't forget to listen to our new podcast called Great Stories with Charles Morris. This week's episode features the uncut, full-length interview with Costi Hinn, the nephew of a world-famous prosperity preacher. He shares how he came out of the prosperity gospel movement and found true faith in Jesus Christ. You can listen to it at haventoday.org or look for great stories with Charles Morris wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back and start a new week with us? Start a new week where, as always, we share the great story together, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Just about 2,000 years ago, a zealous Apostle Paul stood before a crowd in Athens and pronounced that Jesus, a crucified man, had risen from the dead. It was outlandish, they thought, that God would raise the body from death. The body was evil. It was good to die and leave it behind. Foolishness. Same message, different city. Paul preaching to Jews in Jerusalem. They couldn't believe it. They knew crucifixion meant a man was cursed. But how could the Messiah be cursed? It was a stumbling block. Flash forward. Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 1.30. Foolishness and a stumbling block. To some, maybe. But to us, Christ has become the wisdom of God who brings us to salvation. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.